London is a city with so many famous streets that even if you've never visited here, you'll feel like you know many of the streets. Savile Row, Abbey Road, Oxford Street, Charing Cross Road and Piccadilly will all feel very familiar. When I first came to London, I travelled pretty much straight away to Baker Street for reasons that I don't have to explain to my regular listeners. Baker Street takes its name from the builder of the road, William Baker, in 1755. Former Prime Minister William Pitt the Younger lived here, and more recently, in the 1960s, Dusty Springfield. And from the familiar to the little known, there are many curious and interesting tales about London's, and indeed, the world's thoroughfares. Today, we'll look at a few. Hi and welcome back to the Historical Crimes and Criminals podcast. I'm Steve, your host, and it's another History Bite episode. Barbara Cartland was an English novelist. Her tales were mainly historical romances, and I'm glad to tell you I've only ever read two pages of one of her novels, that which my granny had been reading. But people loved her books, and she was prolific. By the time she died at the age of 98, she'd published 723 novels and holds a Guinness record for the most novels published in a single year with 23. She had indeed found a formula and churned out syrupy romance. And at the risk of being pigeonholed in the Cartland School, I present a new series with a possible 723 episodes, although I do promise less. Streets, what's in a name will follow the pattern of the pubs episodes, because, hey, why not? Alfred Hitchcock once said, self-plagiarism is style. Hell, I even have a food episode planned in the same vein. And with that, it's a big shout out to listener Maureen, who likes to listen to the episodes on her morning walks. She never said where she walks. Who knows? Perhaps some of the streets we talk about today. Within the UK, local boroughs or district councils are responsible for assigning street names and house numbers. This legislation comes from the Towns Improvement Clauses Act 1847 and the Public Health Act of 1925. Let's start a bit before that, and a wee bit of history, and we start within the parameters of the old city walls of London. A street used to refer to a properly paved road, a practice imported by the Romans for their great connecting roads. By the time of Henry I, in the late 11th century, streets were a protected brand, and they should be wide enough 
for two carriages or 16 knights on horseback. Roads, on the other hand, were late coming. Shakespeare was the first to use the word, and it's a fact that the city of London, that is, within the old walled city, was so old as to have no roads. There are 600 streets, but no roads that lie solely within the old city square mile. And the historical reasons for driving on the left is multifold. Firstly, when London Bridge, then London's only bridge, was repeatedly congested with traffic, a law was passed for all traffic to pass on the left-hand side only. Moreover, as more people were right-handed, the driver would sit on the carriage's right seat, giving them both a clearer view of oncoming traffic and, more importantly, keeping their right hand free for a whip, a gun or to signal. Remember, these were the days of highwaymen. And interestingly, also in this theme, is that medieval castles, staircases spiral in a clockwise direction going upwards so that defending swordsmen were able to stab down around the twist, but those coming up wouldn't. And on a sword theme is our first location. Hanging Sword Alley is near Fleet Street. The first record of this street comes from a Tudor house on the site as early as 1564. People didn't have regular street numbers at this time, so symbols or icons were hung outside instead. And this house had a hanging sword indicating a fencing school. By the 17th century, the alley had a rough reputation and was known by the friendly Blood Bowl Alley. It also gets a mention in Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities as the home of Jerry Cruncher, the body snatcher. Frying Pan Alley in Spitalfields is thought to have come from an ironmonger's shop that was once here. The shop had a large cast iron frying pan hanging over the doorway as its shop sign. And the story goes that one day, the sign managed to break free and fell onto an unsuspecting window shopper. From that point onwards, shoppers would walk on the other side of the street and the locals started calling the alleyway Frying Pan Alley. And the name stuck. Near Fenchurch Station is French Ordinary Court, the name comes from the fact that in the 17th century, French Huguenots, who were Protestants leading persecution from Catholic France, were allowed to stay here by the French ambassador. They set up shops selling coffee and pastries, but also served ordinaries, a term for a fixed-price meal. Elizabeth de St. Michael was the daughter of one of these French Huguenots, and she's best known for... When she was 14, she met and married Samuel Pepys in 1655. Wardrobe Place is to be found within the old city. In 1359, King Edward III bought a property here to rehouse the royal walk-in wardrobe from the Tower of London. Sadly, the wardrobe, along with all its finery, was destroyed in the Great Fire of London in 1666. There's also a record of Shakespeare visiting the wardrobe 
1604 to collect 4.5 yards of red cloth so he could attend a royal event in suitably fashionable attire. Names are locally chosen in an industrial site near Edinburgh as the imaginatively titled road dividing the stores Costco and Ikea and it's called Kosky Way. And for the females of Warrington in the north of England, don't get too excited and grab your passport if your date offers to take you for an evening drive along Sunset Boulevard. You won't be going very far. Whip my walk my gate in York is certainly one of the nation's strangest named streets and it seems to mean neither one thing nor another street. Amen Court is not far from Paternoster Row where monks would finish their Paternoster, a Christian prayer on Corpus Christi Day before walking to St Paul's Cathedral. When they reached the corner of the row, they said, Amen, which is how the court gained its name. High Street is the most common street name in the UK, which, according to a 2009 statistical compilation, has 5,410 high streets, 3,811 station roads, and 2,702 main streets. In the USA, the most common street name is 2nd Street. This comes from the fact that many original 1st Streets were renamed to something a little more imaginative. But the US have indeed some corking street names. Firstly, I do have to feel for the husbands of Hinpeck Row in Quinton, Virginia. And it can't do much for the house prices to live in Hilly Belly Lane, Shenandoah, Virginia. And perhaps the very appropriately named Big Mama Drive in Mississippi has the Kingdom Hall Church, where, no doubt, some chicken-loving Big Mamas worship. But, Big Mamas, pardon my rudeness, and it's back to London for Pardon Street. Named after Pardon Chapel, which was founded in the wake of the Black Death in 1348, burial grounds for plague victims were built around the chapel, but the name comes from the mass held to pardon the souls who died before receiving their last rites. London's Tweezer Alley has nothing to do with nose or ear hair plucking, sadly now one of Steve's grooming necessities. But the alley has been on maps since the late 1600s. However, an earlier reference in the City of London archives mentioned the city paying for a forge here in 1235. The name comes from the heavy-duty tweezers used by blacksmiths to hold items in the fire. Sherborne Lane, near the site of the Bank of England, is one of London's renamed streets. In medieval times, it was known as Shipborne Lane for a cesspit and public amenities. Pissing Alley is now renamed Passing Alley and I'm sure needs no explanation. We see this street renaming continued with many streets and many towns called Grope Cunt Lane 
first appearing in about 1230 AD. They were, of course, designed for certain purposes, but we see over the years these streets been renamed and gentrified. One example, to Grope Lane, and then again, in the 19th century, renamed again to Grove Lane. Fitzroy Square has royal connotations. Fitz was a term that meant illegitimate son of, and Fitzroy is the bastard son of a king. And many of the streets surrounding Fitzroy Square were named after titles created for the many bastard children fathered between Charles and his mistress, Barbara Villers, such as Euston, Warren and Grafton. Scotland Yard is best known for its association with the Metropolitan Police Force and the derision that Sherlock Holmes casts upon its inspectors. Scotland Yard was an appendage of the Royal Palace at Whitehall. The buildings there housed the kings of Scotland and other Scottish dignitaries when they came to visit court. Over time, Whitehall became full of government offices and eventually the original Metropolitan Police Commissioner had his headquarters at 4 Whitehall Place, the beginnings of the street ties to the Met. Shooters Hill Road, on the traditional South Road out of London to Dover, was named after the medieval archery practice that took place there. This high viewpoint was a popular location for highwaymen, and they were also gibbeted here as a warning to other highwaymen. Indeed, Samuel Pepys recorded in his diary while travelling the road, quote, When under the man that hangs under Shooter's Hill, and a filthy sight it is to see how his flesh is shrunk to the bone. Perhaps one of the most unique and historical streets in the UK is to be found within the beautifully preserved Old Roman walls of York. The shambles had buildings dating back to the 14th century and it gives us a vivid picture of medieval streets with its overhanging timber frame buildings it's a tourist stream. The name comes from the Anglo-Saxon word, the shambles, which literally translates as flesh shelves. And as recently as 1885, 31 butcher shops were located along the street. Knight Rider Street in London isn't a tribute to the 80s show, or indeed the great and mighty Hof. The name derives from the fact it was along this route that the knights of medieval London would have ridden on their way from the city to the jousting fields at Smithfield, then called Smoothfields. They would have been coming from a fortification in the city that no longer exists called Tower Royal, which burnt down in the fire. But the story of the street doesn't end there. In 2008, David Hasselhoff, while fireman in London, made a visit to the Centre Page pub in Knight Rider Street. Such a legend. Well, that's it for another episode of the Historical Primes and Criminals podcast. I hope you enjoyed that one. And, till next time, bye-bye.